0: Never in the history of the world have the merchants of obscenity had available to them the modern facilities for disseminating this filth. Disseminating this filth. The onslaught of the communist masters of deceit.
1: Bingo.
2: favorite Billy Joel song?
1: Can you name the most famous Billy Joel song? Piano
2: Man is the most famous. Okay,
1: and the one that... uh, He's the Italian restaurant. Yeah,
2: Italian restaurant is a very famous one. Um,
1: I know most Billy... Joel songs from
2: um, Only the Good Die Young. It's a very Catholic song.
1: I know mostly from uh, advertisement for the musical. There's moving, moving out, moving out. Ah,
2: moving out. That's the one where he talks da, about Hackensack, because you get a house out in Hackensack, and I know where Hackensack is, da, 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 and da, it da. is a dump. It is a dump. Billy
0: Joel is just a uh, homophobic Elton John.
1: Okay.
2: I thought he was just Long Island Elton John. Uh, that's what I said. <laughs> hey, uh, hey uh, welcome hey, to uh, Pink
1: Okami Sluts. People,
2: from,
0: people from Long
2: Island are homophobic. It's true. We're, from,
0: we're I can't. in Long Island right now. Yeah, but that's not how it works.
2: Uh, I'm being pedantic. Yeah, but like, whatever doesn't matter.
1: It does matter. Where does Long Island start?
2: Yeah, where does it start, Marlo? It has
0: a geographic and then political definition.
1: It it certainly does have a political definition.
0: <laughs> right. I mean political as in the political entity that is defined as Long Island, not uh, like how one calls a map a political map if it shows like where countries borders are versus a geographic map that just geography, whatever.
2: Which is why we're on an island right now. And yes, that it's is long
0: geographically called Long Island. Right. It is not the political entity that is Long Island. And who's to say I wasn't saying geographic? It also isn't the connotative common parlance <laughs> uh, <laughs> definition of Long Island either. I know. Long yeah, Island. I just I know. made a prick that Long adventure. Island. <laughs> but, uh,
1: My first college roommate was from Long Island. She was from Comac.
2: Comac. I know where Comac is. the
0: name of the thing Yeah. I'm sure was...
1: shout out to her she told me all about that she did a lot of X and GHB recreationally in high school sounds awesome and I based a sketch I wrote off of that where uh, because GHB is uh, one of the date rape drugs
3: Um,
1: so I I wrote a sketch where someone is attempting to drug a girl but she's got a tolerance for GHB so she just has a great time
2: yeah um, I knew a lot of people that just did GHP yeah, recreationally I've met, I've met a, a, a Jeeber as they Jeeber, are, call yeah. themselves otherwise known as people from Long Island <laughs> <laughs> also known as Affairs. oh world. shit there's oh, a hurricane going on oh yeah, shit if we go dark out for a
0: minute. Oh, if shit. we go dark assume we're all dead oh
1: boy this is like asking to we're get electrocuted. We're in the middle of,
2: a, we're middle of Ida, the remnants of uh, Ida. Ida. Yeah, yeah, uh, I wasn't. Yeah, oh right,
0: I don't watch the news or pay attention to it at all. That's his character. Yeah, I have no idea what's happening. I assume the gods are angry with the last sacrifice,
1: and they are. Bonnie, uh,
0: are you having your period?
1: No. In a way
0: that is offensive to the gods. It
1: is uh, Are those a two separate moon, questions? We are coming upon the new moon.
0: Mm. So that's significant. I, mm-hmm. I don't know anything about meteorology but that sounds right.
1: Yeah. So anyway, what were we going to talk about, guys, besides Yet again, how Marlo doesn't listen to the news. Next time, we should just make something up. Yeah. And oh, believe yeah, believe
2: That'll be fun. Yeah. Yeah. No, do that. We bombed another country. <laughs> sure.
1: <laughs> yeah, we bombed. Uh, oh, guys, uh, did We're you going hear about to war with China? Here's a little. I off.
0: would obviously pick up on that, dude.
2: <laughs> would you though? No, you,
0: no, you got to do attack. something
1: like. Did you guys hear yeah, this story but, about the people who pretended to be a school that didn't actually exist and got to play several games on ESPN as a football team they made up? <laughs> oh,
0: that's cool. <laughs> shit. Bishop
1: Sycamore, I believe. Mm-hmm. Mm. it was the name uh, and several of the team members were well over the age. Uh, They were former junior college players. Some of them were felons.
2: That's cool shit.
1: (laughs) So yeah, pretty awesome story all around.
2: Deuce rock. Is that a made up story? No, that's true. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. You kind of prefaced it with, you you should make up a story like this."
1: But I'm saying it has to be a, uh, it has to have the verisimilitude, you know, where you're like, "Oh, Bishop Sycamore, that sounds real." So we can't just say we bombed China. It's got to be like.
3: We bombed.
0: Okay, here's my thing. You could easily, if you said a thing like someone suicide bombed like an airport in Afghanistan and killed a couple Americans, I would obviously believe that. So really, it should be a challenge on what could you get me to believe? Because
1: all yeah, oh, no, right, Marla, you, you could... don't get to set the perimeters yeah. of what the uh-huh. fuck okay. pranks not, we're gonna play on you.
2: Okay, you don't get to here. decide
1: how you're tricked, sir. Oh, no, <laughs> I'm believe just, I'm me, this saying, is going if underground if for sir, several weeks before we spring it on you, so you forget, if sir. If you want to simply
0: <laughs> do like, oh, a suicide bombing happened in Tel Aviv, and me going, yeah, okay, sure. Uh, that didn't actually happen, you asshole. Yeah, fine, do that. I'm just saying, if you want to challenge yourselves, then, like,
1: again, take some
0: fucking pride in Again,
1: you have no idea what would delight us to fool yeah. you into. Yeah.
2: <laughs> okay, I'm just saying, like... Okay, what about there were some movements in the South China Sea, and Secretary of State Blinken was meeting with the Chinese ambassador over potential uh, sanctions that could escalate into armed conflict.
0: That makes no sense, and I would never believe that Mm -hmm. for several reasons. Why would he be discussing with the Chinese... About going, oh, hey, let's have a meeting. I think we should go to war together. So you're
2: saying the parameters also have to be, like, a cogent news story. Well,
0: I I have to believe it. If, If your goal is to trick me and I'm not tricked, then you didn't accomplish your goal. Sorry if that's too pedantic for you, but I think it should be something I believe.
1: Why would we well, celebrate success if you didn't buy it? Well, yeah, so, that's what
0: Steve was saying. Well, I was look, answering this Steve's is, thing. This
1: is for us to worry about, okay? okay. You know, uh, you, you're, being, you're trying saying, to engineer. If you manage
0: I, to trick look. me that the U.S. is going to war with China, then I okay. would say I'm so sorry we
1: activated Steve. your autism this week, Marlowe. <laughs> You can't engineer how we're going to prank you.
0: No, I'm just I'm laying out a challenge. Wait, was it's your autism... Tr- ch-
2: we figured this out last week yeah. that both Bunny and Marlo are very autistic and I'm bipolar. So...
0: Oh, okay, other people figured that out, Stephen, years ago. I,
2: I realize <laughs> that, but we collectively figured that out last week when we discussed right. it. Mm-hmm. So, you know...
0: Mm-hmm. Right, I, I'm just saying though, like, it's called laying down a challenge. It's not...
1: <laughs> <laughs>
3: oh, yeah. I, I,
1: <laughs> I understand the challenge. Okay. I contrived.
2: <laughs> yeah, she contrived it, and, and you're trying to set...
1: You're trying to set the conditions in which... Okay.
0: It I'm, should occur. I'm laying out what counter arguments I'm gonna make if you guys do lame shit.
2: So just keep those in mind.
0: What?
3: Okay. What? You're, All right. you're already like All right. so you're, defensive. Preemptive,
2: you're preemptively throwing out suicide bombers before we even send in the dust. Yes,
3: exactly. Oh god. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> you, you know what? Say. I'm
1: going to pick out so many news stories that sound like they're fucking not true, and I, I'm i just going to pepper them in in the next few weeks. You're going to think you're getting got yeah, yeah, now, sure, and then when strategy. you least expect it,
0: bam. Condition me.
1: Yeah, that's right.
0: <laughs> this will be Pavlovian in as fuck. Um,
1: <laughs> all right and
0: I'll say I just, you, you I, know what that sound means I should salivate now
2: wait it's gonna come out in two minutes
0: oh, I was doing a Pavlov
2: thing well oh, I was yeah. doing a cuckoo clock thing yeah um, China China I do want to I do want to point out that uh, hmm. there has been a bunch of war drum beating about China. Like, they really have their dicks hard for a war with China. So, I'm just saying...
0: no, I'm just, I'm just getting ready for you to lay out a fake story now. In fact, I'm going to doubt everything you say <laughs>
2: from here on out.
1: I'm not. This saying is going to be a, a thing where we're never going to do it to you, I'm and gonna gonna you're just, just going to be discard. filled with with uh, doubt at everything we say. Yeah, look, we're gonna like, going to be like, "There's another tornado warning." Skepticism. You're going to be like, "Bullshit." You're going to get swept away. This is. <laughs> this is Boy, uh, reverse boy cried wolf situation we're creating here. <laughs> okay, tor- number
0: one, tornadoes cannot take me down. That's wind. And it's not all. a tornado.
2: It's a hurricane that
3: uh, turned into yeah, there a tropical storm. There was tornado. a tornado
1: watch yeah, my phone in said there Brooklyn were tornadoes. That today. Wasn't, that wasn't a tornado
2: watch though. No,
1: it earlier was, it there was a so. flood watch. Yeah, said tornado. There was tra- Well, on my drive home. Absolutely there was tornado. Absolutely said
2: tornado.
0: Tornadoes now, can have real fast. Watch the news
1: Them's from your twister. Phone, and
2: There's the Pavlov.
0: Oh my god, my dad is bringing me food now.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Ten o'clock at night. Is your dad Greek? Isn't <laughs> it? Yeah. You know, here's some positive news. Because they did some shit all those years ago after Katrina it didn't flood so bad as it could have. Fantastic. Thanks, Michael
0: Bloomberg. So, And not
1: here in fucking New Orleans is what I'm talking
2: about. Thanks, Katrina. Thanks, Kanye and Michael Moore or Michael Mm -hmm. Meyer.
1: That's right. Oh, I guess you and I listened to Kanye. We listened to Donda. You didn't, Marlo. All
2: right. Give me your thoughts, bunny
1: i mean i can't uh, believe that he
2: didn't hear it through the walls
1: i well he came he was out running errands and uh he might have heard a little snippet i had playing Mm -hmm. but then i did go on a walk and i listened to my headphones I will say, despite everything, Kanye remains listenable. Do you know what I mean? Like, I've made this point before. Despite Kanye's, whatever you want to call it, progression into the person he currently is, uh, he, it doesn't make him worse at making beats and etc. And so even if years ago, uh, when he put out that like poopity scoop,
2: which
4: one? It
1: was like a beat. It, it was just nonsense words, mm. but it what? But it was funny because it stuck in your head. <laughs> and, like you found yourself like I listened to it one time and it was in my head. I just think it's funny that he still has this ability, talent, or whatever. The, I only there was only one song that I like liked as like just casual pop song, kind of whatever. I liked Remote Control but you know from
2: this album
1: from this album yes
2: the one song that i remember is jail
1: he did a lot of part 1 and part 2 and there was,
2: so i he, think is that, that was reprises,
1: like a musical the,
2: yeah the repetitions the extended rap improv the uh-huh. mostly the use of featured artists hey we're pinko kami sluts discussing black people again
1: yeah yes though it's kanye west it's so. kanye
2: west um, um it was like it wasn't memorable
1: <laughs> to me it's like a weird almost kind of a mirror image of how I feel about David Lynch mm. where like I feel like David Lynch is so great at creating like these aesthetics and you heard
2: it here David Lynch yeah, is yeah. Kanye West
1: but okay hear me out but the weirdest
2: analogy ever David
1: Lynch is well, also my, f-
2: mine is she's Bob Dylan so that's all right, let Bunny give her opinion about the
3: album.
1: <laughs> so uh, in that uh, David Lynch is very talented at these aesthetics. He creates these visuals, these vibes, right. But he, especially as he's progressed in his personal life, he he's become very detached from feeling like any adherence to a standard narrative structure. Is important you know he's he's a big transcendental meditation person oh. which is what I uh, blame it on oh. but uh, basically there's a similar quality about Kanye where he su- creates these great sonic things <laughs> but he's not tethered to telling a story that he cares if we understand it's like he doesn't slow down to funnel something through and think, yeah, how would people receive this? You know, I is mean, this?
0: This is where I say it's a like
2: Bob Dylan. Yes, you, we know how you consider him like Bob Dylan. I've never brought that up on the show before, but I've heard this analogy yes, every time I, know, I so say I Kanye is shitty, and you say oh, he's just the Bob Dylan of our generation, and I roll my eyes, and I think, what a stupid thing to say.
1: Yeah, he's way better than Bob Dylan.
0: Well, yes, that's clear, but it's the same idea of his progression of continually not giving a shit at infinite...
2: I thought there was a couple songs, a couple beats that were listenable that got my head bopping but the rest of it was really just mediocre and a lot of stuff that either reflected what I've already heard from similar rap artists that I felt like he stole or just kind of like lopping on trends that he thought would sell well, which he could do better.
1: I always go back to the time Kanye very proudly declared that he didn't read books, right? Aside from the very easy angle to be like, oh, you're dumb, you don't read books, like, whatever. Uh, I'm like, look, I'm open to there being a relevant point of view there. Okay, yeah, actually, uh, a book is not a very accessible way to get information to massive amounts of people. Okay, fair enough. Like, okay, is that the direction he's going in when he's saying this? No, it seems like his resistance is to the kind of introspection that would come with reading.
2: Yeah, uh, (laughs) none of his work seems introspective.
1: Yeah, like, it's beyond uh, a lack of self-awareness. It's like, he could be a better version of the kind of artist I think he wants to be if he read some books. (laughs) Like, if if he was like, hmm, I wonder if certain things in this vein have been done before. Often he describes inspiration as either something he's pulled from his childhood, which is like a frequent thing, or it's something he describes like he just stumbled upon it. He happened upon it. He saw this fashion show. God, he I et
2: don't like any of this.
1: I mean, I'm not averse to someone prioritizing...
2: Their Freudian id.
1: I... I wouldn't agree with that. I I don't think I don't think it's necessary to devalue things that have aesthetic appeal, things that etc. Like
2: very I, surface level and requires no like thought put into it.
1: It's very judgmental, but uh, <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I, I, I I'm trying to broaden that away from. I think there's room for people who are different kinds of smart, I guess, about certain things. Like, so there's definitely a general bias towards intellectual things being a certain value that's over anything that is primarily, you know, it's it's pretty simplistic. It's like things that are more visual, more commercial, more et cetera, are less artistically valuable. If you were to be the kind of person who is making a hierarchy of high art, low art, et cetera, in I, that base kind of way, I
0: disagree with that. Uh, I just think it. Yeah, there is something to be said specifically about books as a medium, as a way to deliver information, and what Kanya is saying, which is a very Typical uh, attitude from a lot of people and a lot of artists of various stripes of trying to package yourself as original to an absurd degree of that meaning of original where any admission to some influence or some you know like saying like I get my ideas from here is somehow a weakening of yourself
2: yeah. And also I meant it as judgmental because we are here judging him. I think, if anything, it's fair to be judging him on a review of his record that we both listen to.
1: Oh, I'm not—that's not—I'm simply saying, devoid of Kanye, to me, it's fine if someone doesn't read books, if perhaps their reasoning— makes sense to me as I explained before which I think there is room for that I like I like books I enjoy books I can get really into a book I know other people who I consider intelligent who don't feel the same way and
2: I like really surface level things that don't require reading as well but also that would be fine if Kanye did that and the music was I don't know inspiring and also, I want to point out, you were like, you know, I heard that there's only two or three songs about God, and I really I, don't
1: remember when I said that. You said I it in think chat. somebody said it to me, and I just repeated you said it. it in so chat. I literally.
2: And, and I was like, oh, that's a good sign. I hope it's a, you know, I hope it's not too gospely. And then you look down at the track yeah. listing, and it's just like, I celebrate God. You no know, it's
1: it's very God heavy and that's the other sad thing to me about his particular version of I don't read books because the only fucking book he has read is probably not even the bible yeah, but I like don't know if he like has a, far, you know a uh, fucking I feel like a, a televangelist uh self help book about the bible is is something that he he read one time and it's you know he's got some aphorisms floating around in there but yeah, like, I feel like someone who isn't curious, in the particular way that Kanye seems not curious, they go back to religious themes a lot of times, which personally is super boring to me. Yeah, it's
0: very um,
2: low-hanging fruit. And it's uh, very, like, midlife I've gone through a, a, an entire career, and I need a new direction. And, well, there, like, there's... I need to be saved, which is also... Very Bob Dylan. Yeah, I know. It's almost like I had that in mind when I made that comparison. Yeah, but Bob Dylan also definitely reads books.
0: Yeah, okay, fine. Bob Dylan, like, <laughs> has read Ginsburg ones. And, what? Yeah, or whatever. Like, I don't know. Cuckoo's Nest, whatever the fuck those guys he are. He wrote a book. Yeah, probably. <laughs> Multiple books. Yeah, but they all suck and are boring. Yeah. <laughs> Steve, what Bob Dylan Which you books haven't safer. read. <laughs> what Bob Dylan books, if you read
2: Chronicles. It's his autobiography. Oh, uh, yeah. I had it's that good.
0: on my shelf. I never it's read it. It's pretty good. Is it? Yeah. I thought it
2: sucked. I liked it. Yeah, okay. Maybe I'll read it. <laughs> it really sucked. Maybe I'll read it.
1: Maybe. Yeah.
2: I don't know. It's good. You say it's good? Yeah, it's fine. It's like looking back. Oh, I met like Bono once and... He's this
0: character. Uh, Okay, actually, let's roll this back. (laughs) He wrote books. Which books have you read? His autobiography. Well, Every also, celebrity... Paris Hilton wrote a autobiography. Okay.
1: Okay. Oh, actually, okay. Look, no, you I'm know sorry. what? I'll We're doing a lot okay, of real also, reflexive, dismissive stuff. He okay. also...
2: He also, he also wrote something about a tarantula, which uh, was uh, a... Boot. Barack Obama wrote an autobiography. Okay. He also... Wrote a surreal, like on the road tarantula's nest or whatever in have the 60s. I have a copy of it, but okay. I have not read it.
0: Let me know if it's good, dude. I, I want to know.
2: But does he uh, say,
0: Where are the spiders, or is that yeah. not him?
2: <laughs> is that from Aqua Teen Hunger Force? Where are the spiders? No, it's David Bowie. Oh, yeah, that's right. That is David Bowie. <laughs> God damn. Oh wow! So, what would you give Donda?
1: Yeah, I mean, the
2: it's intro definitely. He goes, oh, Donda, 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 It's it's
0: like that's that's what's irritating. Donda, Donda, Donda. That's
1: from two
3: thousands,
0: and I love it. Yeah,
1: <laughs> obviously, Kanye would be to me super into a lot of dumb performance art shit. He, he like should be doing more of well, if that's where he wants to go there was it's, also I mean, a lot
2: of performative
1: well,
0: well not yeah he gave himself several mental illnesses for your entertainment and so, yeah. like
1: he did a lot god of God poli- gave him those mental illnesses politi- political um, by killing his mother <laughs> Jesus Christ I, <laughs> god damn it I don't that's know shit. that's god.
0: actually <laughs> the funniest okay okay hold up hold up God gave him those mental illnesses by killing his mother is the title of this episode. (laughs) Oh, and also do it like the, like, splash card at the beginning of The Wire and have Dash (laughs) Bunny Themless underneath.
1: Yeah, make sure that's that's attached to me forever. She said that. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: she bunny said.
1: I s- I declared <laughs> God.
0: Incredibly funny. God thought oh, it would I be love sh- that so much.
1: God thought it'd be super funny. It, I mean, God is really cruel, so he probably did think it was funny to take Kanye's mom when she went to get plastic surgery. That was probably he's fucked up. Politic- I mean, cosmic humor. It's, it's
2: yes, yeah, yeah. you gotta
1: be one of them. I think <laughs>
2: <laughs> there was. A Politics in the album.
1: I yeah, I guess, but it, it all seems funneled through this. <laughs> there's just this myop, myopia, I guess, that curtails everything. Like he hermits himself. <laughs> you know, this recent iteration in that place out in Wyoming. Yeah, he's...
2: Where he's not having gay trysts with people. Yeah. Is that a lyric?
1: No. Actually, this was like a very successful troll was able to get this uh, rumor off the ground immediately. Controversial internet star Jeffrey Starr also lives in Wyoming. And so they were like, that's why Kim and Kanye broke up because he's fucking Jeffrey Starr.
2: But I've heard that it's an open secret in multiple industries that no, Kanye's okay, gay. I remember that. Uh, I I feel like
1: I'm weary of that because there's a lot of black celebrities that that exact thing is said about uh, Mm. quite often. It's very frequent if they show kind of like literally any vulnerability in any way. (laughs) They are like, they're a secret gay, right? Uh, Yeah, and and
0: like with the celebrities where that rumor happens and is true about, it's
2: But Kanye shows no weakness.
0: Much more, yeah, well that's because he's a great artist, the voice of his generation and a modern day iteration of Bob Dylan. Uh, but yeah, the times... Like I
1: want Kanye to get a guru is, is how I feel. Oh God, He's I ready for want, a guru. He's ready
2: to... George Harrison's guru. Th-
1: that's what I'm saying. He's yeah. ready for that iteration. I want him to like... I want him to uh, watch... I want him to make like the, a pet sounds uh, I, <laughs> want <Kanye>. hi- <laughs> I want him to
2: watch the movie with Mike Myers as the guru, the love guru, Uh and have him think that that Mike Myers is actually a guru.
1: I want Kanye to go to the same doctors that recently diagnosed Chris Rock with autism Mm. uh, and um, just, you know, give him a go.
4: Just.
1: (laughs) Just run him through. I don't know. I just think Maybe he needs some tools. Uh.
0: I mean, I think it's fairly clear the dude is actually has some manic tendencies. Oh, Uh, for sure. I don't think I'm I'm being an armchair shrink by saying mania might be an
2: element.
3: You
0: make a two-hour
3: mania is very.
2: Two-hour-long album with nobody checking you.
1: Mania is very, yeah, um, is very broad, though.
2: Inspirational.
0: Well, so I mean, that is a lot of artists,
1: and I think it's very deep
2: history. <laughs> like, oh, I well, know. Yes. As somebody we've
0: established
2: is a bipolar artist.
0: Yeah, yeah, no. I mean, and, and I mean, it's not saying he's a good artist because of it or a bad artist because of it, but he's someone who has the uh, level of saying. I'm going to do the things uh, that it takes to be an artist or kill myself or something. I well, don't know. I think
1: it's particularly difficult for Kanye because so much of his initial success, uh, I think, feels like it was informed by that, like, super braggadocio, like, yeah. I'm the greatest fucking, yeah. you know, whatever shit. Like, so then when... Later, probably someone's like, have you heard of uh, delusions of grandeur? (laughs) He's very resistant to parse it out. You know what I mean? Because as with a lot of people who experience mania, there are aspects of it that, hey, it worked for me these times.
3: It it (laughs) fucking rules.
2: Are you kidding me? No, uh, it
1: fucking rules. It's awesome. How
2: dare you tell me that my decision to write 20 pages of gibberish about what I thought of a debate one night when I stayed up till 6 o'clock the next morning Writing about it mm-hmm. is not just the recipe of success. And I'm gonna yeah. start writing a book about it, and then I'm gonna write another book about it following that book. <laughs> And that is going to be my trilogy, which will be my legacy. Well, I don't know how well, you can you say I'm wrong with that. No, it I mean, it's legacy, the same way I, so I, I
1: utilize my hyper focus, you know. Uh, you can't
2: speak to my bipolar disorder.
1: No, uh, I can't. But I can speak to uh, experiencing having lots of family members on the bipolar spectrum. And it does not always able to be utilized in the same way by everyone. My aunt, for instance, hers were like, I'm running away (laughs) Uh, almost every time.
0: Actually, there's this pretty good YouTube series of um, old uh, clinical videos, like uh, filming people with different things. And yeah, it's got this like really fucking haunting one of a uh, housewife uh, with like serious Depression in the 1950s, uh, but it has this hilarious
2: one of this 80s dude with mania. Well, there's a wonderful book that I read that is is bipolar A because it's it's not a spectrum necessarily. It's like a there's an A and a B.
1: Well, there's status. more than that.
2: Yeah, there's A and B are the known most popular things to say about it, and then you have other well, and then variants. you have like more C, rapid
1: cycling, like it's uh, but, but the, not, there's not actually like a thing out there that with diagnostic language i'm always very wary of acting like some entity you yes, figured out we, what the entity meant when you put the things the in the, the brain you know the thing
0: things to create language is <laughs> subjective and not referential to actual objects in the real world bunny. Do you not remember the thing we watched?
1: Yeah. Uh, I, you know, uh, instead a, of digressing uh, uh, a into a philosophical point, I was trying to make an actual point about understanding
3: it. Well, yes. <laughs> there's a, there's <laughs> a, a wonderful
0: diagnosis is like a set of things we kind of.
2: There is a wonderful book called Electro Boy, which is about a guy who's diagnosed as bipolar A. He was diagnosed for this because he flew around the world selling art for tens of thousands of dollars for, like, a week every month. And then he would make enough money in that week to, like, pay for everything else. And then he would spend the other three weeks of those months just with a horrible masturbation, like... He would just get into the depressive and just jack off 24 hours a day and then go back to, like, traveling the world This a an anyway novel about the coolest guy ever? Yeah, it's called Electro Boy. It was very eye-opening. And then they they put him through the electro, um, like... Electroshock, zap, yeah, electroshock therapy. Electroshock therapy. And, you know, he, he documented through this book about his struggles with it and I was like damn maybe I don't have bipolar A (laughs) that doesn't sound like my those my symptoms yeah my
1: aunt I believe had bipolar A where like mildly she would start to feel like everything's going great yeah I should go off this medicine (laughs) Well, and my then almost uncle had immediately,
3: that
0: that was just paranoid schizophrenia. Yeah, so. she would but.
1: almost immediately fall into a hypomania, and you know, she had an episode once when she was visiting us from Canada in Baltimore, where she disappeared in Baltimore City, where she's been one other time before, and uh, ended up at a church with some nuns, like nun? locked maybe. Five or six miles away from my childhood home. Well,
0: this is the Quebecois side. Yes. So, okay. oh yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, the Greek side
1: wouldn't ever admit. Uh, my dad illness. a little bit, just because he's trying to get Adderall, but, uh, <laughs> 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 but nowadays, but uh, no, this is definitely my, this is uh, my Canadian side. And then even my aunt's bipolar were so severe that basically despite any resistance to diagnosis or classification, it was like complete necessity but I just remember how it was understood when I was very young and then how things have shifted since then. Because there was an idea when I was really young that it was very, oh, it's it's a chemical imbalance. Mm-hmm. So you can just, like, test the chemicals and see, like... Like, what's out of balance? And and that's uh, not quite it. I feel like Um,
0: today we still believe chemical imbalance while simultaneously acknowledging it's not verifiable.
2: Well, not only that it's not verifiable, but it's not really treatable in any, um, right, like, it's, it's not it's, treatable in any exact science. That
0: yeah, It's the same level of mystification that it's a religion that you can't actually approach yeah. it scientifically. It's just, there's no God, so it's a chemical imbalance.
2: And my experience of being unofficially diagnosed, because I was never officially diagnosed because they are too wary of diagnosing. So
1: Oh what yeah, that's well. They were pretty willy-nilly for a while there. Uh, there's a lot of people who are misdiagnosed. Right, you say
2: that you've been on like a oh you
0: know, they'll
1: put you on that on without any fucking diagnosis. I was never
2: diagnosed. They'll with put it you on. You say you have never.
1: anxiety and they'll yeah, they'll just start like, trying you know, shit uh, out. I, the, you got money. You got Twelve years.
2: Yeah, I so. was on. The medication for bipolar for twelve years. The only diagnosis I ever received was general anxiety, and they're like, "Well, you
1: know, I am also diagnosed GAD."
2: Yeah, we don't we don't want you to feel like you want to kill yourself anymore. So we're gonna test you out on cocktails until you find something that's right, yeah. and then we're going to stick you with that medication for over a decade.
1: Yeah, it's uh the. Approaches to suicidal ideation uh, and like its various manifestations are pr- still pretty primitive, despite its having a booming, you know, economy. Of economy of suicidal ideation. Of pharmaceuticals and not not nothing against pharmaceuticals or therapists or etc but you know I, I'm just speaking from the perspective of if you've dealt with a loved one who has committed suicide it becomes obvious when you're close to it like there's no answer to it like there's a it doesn't make sense like there's an aspect of it that as much as we'd like it to can't be reduced to this or that and they are forced to try uh, several different cocktails. Uh, I, have, I have several friends who had a very bad experience on an initial thing and then they switched to something else and it's been amazing for yep, them. It's just very yeah. unfortunate that we don't have a different way to approach that and we don't have and, broad and access. And
2: the general approach or at least the one that when I was diagnosed in 2006, 2007 was let's over-diagnose because... Overdiagnosis is preferable to them ending up dead because they say they want to die. So overdiagnosis is a mitigator of that problem.
1: Which sounds like somebody who does not listen. Who does not listen like because it's in all the literature, one of the first things that it can trigger going on any kind of these pharmaceuticals is like increased suicidal ideation. And well,
2: uh certainly that was the case when I went off the medication. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Because I went off the medication after 12 years, after possibly like two or three years of begging my psychiatrist to wean me off the medication. And every time I begged him to wean me off or to change it, he said, wrong season. There's too many depressed people in the winter. And then the winter would pass, and then it would be spring, and I'd be like, oh, you know, things are... You know, not the greatest for me, but I'd still like to go off the medication. Well, it's not the greatest for you, so it's not a good time for you to go off the medication.
1: Which is funny because a lot of people try to seek some kind of pharmaceutical help and are, like, denied because they're like, oh, you're just going through a rough time right now. Like, oh, it's a conditional thing. It's very funny because it really is just depends on who your doctor happens to be.
0: It's almost like your entire outlook is... A relationship between internal and external factors, and that will always be true, regardless.
1: Okay, but what does that have, like? Yeah, what does right, that add right. to the
0: discussion? <laughs> well, no. I mean, I'm just saying that the idea that oh, it's not a good time to go off of medication, or you shouldn't go on medication because you're having a bad time right now. Well, yeah, that's. Always going to be. Yeah, it was all. Like it wasn't. It,
2: it had no relationship to me going off the medication, was my point. Right. And I'm just it was, saying, it that was an the excuse. The doctor
0: is be, using it as an excuse and ignoring
2: that fact. Because that. they're incentivized to keep you to on keep the medication. To keep you on the medication. And also. So the
1: best technique is to be like, I'd like to switch to something else. That's not a joke. Like, if you want to get off. Medication. I tried,
2: and the excuse that it was always given was, if we switch you, then your symptoms might return. And then I would ask, well, my symptoms for what? Because you never gave me a diagnosis. And they said, well, the only way we would be able to find a diagnosis is if we took you off of it. And then I was like, well, can you take me off of it? And they'd be like, well, it's not a good time now. And that happened for like three to four years until I just cut off all my medication cold turkey and then experienced a bunch of brain zaps and a lot more suicidal ideation and a lot more, um like, body dysmorphia. It was, like, a wacky two weeks that Marlo, like, watched me, like, roll around on a couch for.
0: No, you're cool as shit, dude. Yeah. I love you, man.
2: <laughs> <laughs> but, yes, bipolar is... A creative well. It's a way for some people to describe their uh, or to diagnose creativity or that they use it for creativity, which Kanye is using it. I have definitely used my uh, mania for many a creative endeavor and it has been very fruitful for that. But it, you know, it comes with the problem of the fact that there's a downside which means a loss of serotonin and you know some days you just don't want to get out of bed or whatever but then some days you just want to write an album in 24 hours and you know you take the good with the bad (laughs) and so i understand kanye in that respect and his desire to make a two-hour album. I also ma- want to make a two-hour album uh, once every five years. And so, I understand that. I just wish that, like, his mania would produce something that was more interesting over that two hours.
1: Well, yeah. Did you? Um, were you aware of the performance that he did at I... all? Like, I just know. Um, see, he did a thing at the end where Kim came out and um, couture wedding gown from Balenciaga last season our most recent season and like implied like a remarriage or like whatever.
2: I heard that it was something like a performance of marriage.
1: Yeah, but that's the only aspect I really saw. I don't know if there was anything, uh, I know he sets himself on fire before that. Yeah, I heard
2: that too. Um, You know, This all sounds... (laughs) It all sounds cool as shit,
0: let's be honest.
2: Yeah, I also don't watch things because... As we've established, I don't enjoy watching things as much as I enjoy listening to things. That's something we established in the ContraPoints video, which I think you had something to say about.
1: Oh, yeah. I uh, Upon listening to that, um, I just wanted to clarify Uh-oh. that.
2: bunny clarification. Time. Yeah.
1: So I sort of like spontaneously said I didn't care about the thesis Mm -hmm. and was derided by both of you uh, (laughs) um, for this and I just wanted to clarify that what I mean is I think what ContraPoints was aiming at in that video was not a philosophical or scientific investigation of the concept of envy but a poetic one. So she is contemplating in a truth-seeking way, but is not necessarily concerned with running that through a systemic framework with an emphasis on objectivity. Sounds
2: like a long excuse for being a loser. Is this some Greek shit where you say poetic, but you actually mean poesis?
1: Yeah, well, poesis, uh, I was going to bring up. I know, I know. I knew where saw this my was note. going. Because <laughs> I wrote it down earlier. Um, uh,
2: explain what the difference between poesis and the other words, systems of knowledge.
1: Well, I mean, like, to put it roughly, I, I'm not trying to be deeply... Don't use me on your study sheet. Uh, but essentially...
2: There are lots of Greek students out there that are taking notes right now. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm
1: sure they're all too. <laughs> they're like bit.
2: ancient Greek. Oh,
0: I mean, classical philosophy. Anyway, Bonnie teaches classical philosophy. Well,
3: it's not classical
1: philosophy necessarily. I, I guess I, the point I was meaning is uh, I am fine with a subjective, contemplative approach to a subject. Seeking truths that is not necessarily posing a thesis that is arguing something that is supposed to be an objective fact.
0: Right, but that's right. like saying, I don't care. I prefer a religion that doesn't try and convert people. Okay, but I converted all those people to my religion that does and, try and do that.
2: And
1: also so the- I win. I don't.
0: Oh, you don't want to argue your point? That's cool. Well, then your point's wrong, and here's why my point's right. I win. (laughs)
1: I think there's a way to talk about uh, the inherent subjectivity that we all exist in without being someone who hey, is pretending that the contrivance of objectivity actually exists and isn't a tool we use right, to solve but my fucking subjectivity problems. subjectivity
0: is the more right one because uh, I have a thesis that
2: I argued. Well, okay,
0: besides... But, but
1: if you don't need to argue a fe- thesis if your contemplation is... Intuitive, okay, and I think it's not necessary because it's not the function, isn't to prove an objective fact to somebody else, it's to explore a concept.
0: Arguing a thesis would say,
2: okay, I what I think Bunny is more trying to get to is similar to the Jordan Peterson argument, which is that what (laughs) Peterson argued and what a lot of psychology argues and a lot of their rhetoric amounts to is uh, phenomenology, which is when you're doing sort of what you described, which is arguing a point not through some grand narrative where all sides are considered and you come to an end point where your point is argued through this thesis antithesis framework, but rather uh, a bunch of isolated anecdotes that ends An argument by collecting those anecdotes and coming to a conclusion through those anecdotes. Yes. And if we can collect all those subjective point of views together, we can come to, I think I I watched a video of Phenomenology, where if you, you take a video camera and you put it around and you look at this table and you collect all the images of that table, then then you can have a general idea of what that table is by collecting all those images of the table. And I think what you're arguing is that ContraPoints, like Jordan Peterson, who was making a semi-phenomenological argument in his last book, where he uses a bunch of his... Character studies and his psychology patients to make an argument in this sort of roundabout way, where he takes their collections of stories and ends his analysis with a description of all their perspectives, or jumps off of them, or uh, he uses
1: them a, to illustrate the the point the that point he wants to drive to-
2: home, which is what I think you're arguing that ContraPoints is doing.
1: Well, and further, I think with tackling a subject as macro and amorphous as envy writ large, yes, it would be, I understand how it would be more satisfying to have a cogent thesis that you could then assess whether or not you felt she proved it or not, and et cetera. But I don't think that the subject like envy that that's even an appropriate way to go about it for what it seemed to me she was trying to do which was explore dimensions of this macro concept via obviously her own experiences as an individual not only her which are own subjective ex- not
2: only her <laughs> own experiences yeah, yeah, yeah. but pop culture references and like spongebob square pants I
1: mean- yeah but, I mean, people uh, more and less intellectual or academic use those same things to uh, illustrate. to what
0: Steve was saying, I agree that there are other ways to prove a thesis outside this dogmatic uh, debate bro uh, Oh, uh, point, counterpoint, uh, this is what they say about this on the other hand, this is what they say about that. And therefore, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, I'm building up and proving a thesis. But what you described is still a method of proving a thesis.
2: I agree. Yeah, I mean, that's... I think that's what Bunny is trying to say about I feel like
0: Bunny is saying something more that she was sort of musing about a subject a little more, which... Which uh, I think is a valid okay.
1: form of contemplative truth-seeking
0: as i've already admitted i haven't watched the video so i'd leave it up to you steve to say whether or not you feel that's reasonable but having watched other contraboyance videos i think there is even if you have such a nebulous subject as envy you do have a at the very least why am I talking about this? Why should you listen to me talking about this? Level of a thesis about what am I saying about Envy? That should be the point that you're getting across, and you're going to be making several arguments throughout. I've seen clips of her in that video making arguments about it. I I think there's, even if you're describing a thing, you're making arguments. Is my... Uh,
2: And I think it's just a very, um, dare I say, in the most crude and crass way I can possibly say it, uh, postmodern way of making an argument. I I disagree with even that.
1: And I'm sort of like, as someone who sort of naturally finds herself vulnerable to being labeled postmodern the way I approach some things. and Without necessarily any real knowledge of postmodernism.
2: Uh, right, and that's the point of the crude and, and yeah. crass way of using it uh, in, okay. in, Here's in the my resp- straw man argument for what people say, which well, is that it's subjective and,
1: and, I, and I phenomenology
2: am, is a major aspect of postmodernist if philosophy. I, If
0: I could say why I don't think it's a postmodernist way is because I would say that if you asked me what's the best way of understanding chapter one of Capital, I would say read chapter 1 through 7 of Capital and you'll get chapter 1 and like I think there are plenty of examples of modernist argumentation style that is not that logic 101 uh, Socrates is mortal whatever the fuck, syllogist logic that like Approaches it from these multi directional standpoints to arise at this conclusion from bringing meaning back. From
2: I'm using it again in the straw man because phenomenology does have a tradition within, and in a lot of ways, postmodernism is a rejection of phenomenology. That the only way you could arrive at truth is by. Examining one specific thing and trying to nail it down to its most argued-over critiques. And so I, I do agree that it is a straw man that I'm crudely using because I think it's funny.
0: Yeah, uh, I just think that modernist logic actually does very much meld into
2: Right, that. and phenomenology is very much a modernist thing. Right, right. We okay. can arrive at an objective truth by examining all all the different points around
0: it. Yeah,
1: where I want to differentiate my personal point, whereas uh, I'm I'm the
0: author, we decide what you mean.
1: Yeah, to go back to your Logic bros, your Logic 101 bros sending you the fallacy infographic, right? Right. Uh, Very annoying, right? Very, um, you know... uh, Not as annoying
2: as somebody saying, why don't you read Jordan Peterson to understand him?
1: (laughs) Yeah. Um, A point I like to make about something like formal logic is that it's a great tool. It's a great tool to solve problems. It's not yes. appropriate to solve every problem that you might have. And that's why logic can lead into getting into fucking absolute nonsense bullshit thought experiments that have no real practical application or etc. Just as they can solve a rational problem. It's the lack of seeing it as a tool and seeing it as an inherent structure of a smart person's brain, which is what I associate with the Logic 101 bros, right? Which is something I also tie to the idea that uh, objectivity exists. And to me, it's always a contrivance, a useful one to solve a lot of problems we have that we can create this contrivance of objectivity and find out what we can agree on to solve X. So, but on something that's more amorphous like envy. (laughs) I just don't know if that, I feel like it would be such a contrivance to pretend you had a you know, if I was to, linear argument. If I
0: was there. to write a YouTube video essay about World War II, that's a very broad topic. There's a lot one can say about World War II. I would it argue. It is a
1: topic that happened materially from this time to this time with these preceding conditions right, and these. I am not whatever. Going to that's Ian, not the same as envy.
0: I will not if you gave me four hours. If you gave <laughs> me a Ken Burns level of time to talk about hours. World War II, there would be an infinite number of ideas and angles and thoughts. Even in this finite set, as you said, is it's a thing that happened from this date to this date. It's very containable, but there is an absolutely infinite number of ways one can talk about it, what things from one can talk about. any description, no matter how long of World War II, would be incomplete. And I feel like even if I was writing a descriptive history of World War II, there would be a thesis in there. Whether it would be I'm not again bad.
1: I understand is a satisfying way to convey ideas and information no, I, I, for both I'm, I'm not, the conveyor and the receiver but I'm, but I'm just saying, saying like, <laughs> like,
0: I wouldn't say World War II means this and these are the facts that I'll use to support why I say that it would just in, in giving the information I would be and, and generally it. and
2: generally the thesis is embedded in you don't need to say no. it the to most but you of could those judge
0: it based on whether... Right,
2: and they- most of the thesis, if you go onto YouTube and you see a video essay about World War II, the general thesis that you'll get in an American-made thing is America was the good guy who came in and saved everybody from losing the war to the Nazis. That's generally... Or America the, wasn't the good guy, look how different we are. Yeah.
0: Or, you know,
1: or... I'm going to make a probably really dumb analogy here. The way that you're talking about, yes, you would make this argument or that argument in this context is uh, something I am going to make an analogy to to playing poker. Right. Uh, Poker is gambling, obviously, but also there's uh, techniques and strategies you can use to be more successful at playing poker. However, even if you learn all the techniques and strategies that set your expectations for the game, you could play somebody who is void of that information and it will not matter all of that framework. So what I'm saying here is I completely understand the purpose of theses (laughs) in general. I just think it's fair to say you can approach something that is existentially existing over all of humanity for all of history, like envy in a way that you can't apply to. uh,
0: You would be having some thoughts that you're sharing about that. And there's a reason you're choosing to share those thoughts and not other so thoughts. So no
1: thoughts are worthwhile if they don't form a cogent thesis.
0: But, I mean, that's... There, the thesis exists to, for the thoughts to exist. I mean, there, there's a... Yeah, ah. I would, I would ah. say that. No, no. I, I, would, <laughs> I would defend that. Like, there's a reason you're saying one thing about envy and not another thing about it. And in that choice... And there is a rationale for that choice.
2: And I can say that in media in particular, and this kind of goes to a deconstructive thing, where the margins of what you're not saying are, are, are more important than what you're actually saying. Because
0: I, I just watched Roderick. I was thinking margins, Yeah, dude.
2: the margins of philosophy, what he—in Derrida's clip about what he wants— other philosophers to talk about is what they never talked about in their written work. Why they perform their philosophy so asexually is why he wants them to talk about their sexuality. The thing I want ContraPoints to talk about in her YouTube essay is why she didn't talk about the most baseline argument that capitalism has about why the Soviet Union fell. Because that is so endemic to the ongoing narrative about it, which is a major event in our lifetime, as to the belief that the Soviet Union fell due to the people of the Soviet Union being envious. Of... The
1: the, other side of the wall.
2: The other side of the wall, but also of the Taco Bell and also of the McDonald's that they didn't have access to. And moreover, the reason capitalism
0: succeeds is because of the envy that one neighbor has for his other neighbor, and therefore that motivates him to compete against his neighbor.
2: Right, and that, that... analysis enters in at parts like it enters in to the spongebob and and squidward analysis when she's talking about nietzsche because there is a competition between neighbors that she very uh binarily like discusses as there's an archetype of the spongebob who is a blissful asexual autistic character who's always happy in whatever banal task that he's doing. And then there's a curmudgeonly old judgmental character who will look at the person who is blissfully having a good time and be like well, I'm in the same situation as they are, but they seem happier than me. Why am I not as happy as them? I'm miserable. And she sets up these two archetypes that are much like a lot of Jordan Peterson's...
1: It's very, like, it's Jungian, very hinging on self help
2: young kind of analysis tools. that's being applied through Nietzschean lens, which is all Jordan Great. Peterson does, <laughs>
4: mm-hmm. which
2: is like, you know, which ends in the fucking... Resolution that SpongeBob is the ubermensch because he's just happy with being banal and having the knowledge of his own happiness. And I find that, you know, her dismissive attitude of the alienation that capitalism oppresses on people that leads them to this neighborly dispute between two people and. By extension, this huge historical event where we've explained away an entire nation state, an empire collapsing due to envy, seems like something that has been on the margins of her analysis, which is never addressed. And she then uses the rest of her time to talk about how revolutions failed. I'd argue that she
1: actually does not buy it. Like, I think there's a part of the envy video that indicates that she thinks this natural envy that happens between human beings is a pre-existing thing that would exist with or without the conditions of capitalism. I think that's part of where she's at right now. Which
2: is a capitalist argument.
1: Yeah. I agree with you that... All of these things fit into an argument where we are talking about the alienation and et cetera. I also think it's fair to say that yeah, you, there's probably some envy outside, possibly of the conditions of capitalism. But who the fuck knows? Because we can't, yeah. we can't do it. Capitalism, <laughs> it doesn't. That's a, oh, we can. Uh, I can also imagine. I live in a cowboy bebop. Uh, like, I, we can do a lot of things. Oh my god, um, that's a reference I haven't heard. It's, sorry, I was thinking a lot about cowboy bebop. This week. Be okay, listeners, we so watch I just Game want to Boy point
0: Game out, Game <laughs> out Steve did call the Soviet Union an empire, and please direct all your angry emails to Stephen for that. Yeah. It's uh, Virgil, Texas. It's great. At uh, yeah. Trap the House. great
1: Western Empire of Russia. <laughs> 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 um, Initially,
2: I called it a nation
1: state. A nation state. Yeah,
2: but then you went to empire. empire.
1: Um, uh,
0: but anyway, I think. Which one is of in the, the frame, to point Which is out, in,
2: the, in the narrative of American belief about the fall of them is that this great empire fell.
0: Is the fact that you, Bunny, are musing on what ContraPoints thinks or doesn't think about the different theses
2: she's saying. Theses? Jesus Christ. Every fucking time.
1: No, I just there is. I, I will again say there is a bit of a impulse within me to
2: defend her because you're horny for her.
1: Yes, that's true. Yeah. I did establish that already. But uh, yeah. no, what I mean is, there's an impulse within me to to go. But you know what? What if we didn't need a
3: thesis? What like, if like we even don't need Hegel. Just
1: just because of how my particular mind palace galaxy brain works, especially when it comes to um, philosophical concepts and whatever, yeah. like the way uh, some people that people tell me are very difficult to understand. I feel like a Grokham. <laughs> and then there are other concepts that are very uh, seemingly rudimentary to others that I'm like slipping through my my grasp. My enjoyment of philosophical discourse, and et cetera, is, I'll admit, primarily, like, let's get stoned and talk about what it is, man. Even before I got stoned, I was a little bit like this. Uh, People wanted to, like, be cool and make out and, you know, do drugs, and I was like, okay, guys, what about... What about stuff uh, preceding my time with drugs? You know, my time in college, obviously, I was studying theater. Oh, Well, I was a classics minor, so I did my classic philosophies, whatever. But um, when I read Derrida, when I read whatever, it was just like randomly I saw it referenced somewhere else. And then I went and looked it up and just had this very... <laughs> It wasn't until very recently in my life that I even was aware of the discourse around these works uh, uh. to the point that they really, really exist. So,
2: And we're going, we're tilling that, that yeah, field. Yeah, we're definitely doing that. We're t- tilling that field for you. <laughs> I think there was a tension about this broad idea of a thesis Um, That you raise the question of whether or not truth can be brought to with a thesis, antithesis, and then like a synthesis of those, which is the Hegelian model for how we approach truth and phenomenology and a lot of existential philosophy, which ended up being self-help, really rejected Hegelian models of truth-telling and that is a very modern way of looking at it because Hegel, who I have not read, and. No one has read no That's one has.
1: famously the thing about That's Hegel.
2: The, the phenomenology <laughs> of spirit. The,
1: I just know we're supposed to be like, what the fuck?
2: Yeah. That what the fuck's Hegel
1: talking about? He's
2: this fucking dude who. One of
1: my favorite Tumblr communists back in the day. His screen name was Spitting on Hegel.
2: Well, the one person that. Telling us to read Hegel is Zizek. Yeah, but like no one listens to him. <laughs> you do. You love him. <laughs> you yeah, reference him all the time. You yeah, love him.
0: He's wonderful, but like no one like actually depends. like who cares. Look at you, you, old fucking drug addict. You got. Some kind of autism or something? I don't give a shit. <laughs> what? I'm not going to listen to the g tell me to read shit.
3: Well, and, and then I'm no, always
0: like... I will, because like... You
1: do all the time.
0: Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, no. Well, or
2: I, this or is that is limited the, to his this is in the mar- jokes? This is in the margins of your no, no, conversation. Uh, like,
0: no, by general, what I get from Heidegger is... Heidegger? Is whatever. How do you G-Z? say
1: it? oh okay he's supposed to be saying Zizek I was just like wait, I, have I been saying Heidegger wrong
2: this whole time yeah.
0: Heidegger. no the one thing you get from Zizek is you don't need to watch the movies in order to talk about them you don't need to watch the news in order to talk about it and you don't need to watch Contrapoints in order to talk about it and well it, it seems
2: like you read Sublime Object of Ideology and that was a very important book for you in your development as a communist meh yeah. Or a philosopher. Dude calls themselves a philosopher. All right. A positivist? Are you calling me a
0: positivist, <laughs> Well, I'm, like,
2: uh, willing to say uh, I... Are you
0: suggesting the word philosopher references something in the real world and it's sitting across from you? That sounds pretty positive to me.
1: <laughs> yes, it's me. I'm the philosopher.
2: <laughs> <laughs> That's Bunny. It's Bunny me. is the philosopher.
1: Sitting across from... Marlo... <laughs>
2: Marlo, you, Marlo, love Marlo you love Zizek. Jack. <laughs> you <laughs> love
1: Zizek. Jack. Love Zizek. Jack. come on our podcast. Yeah,
2: no, seriously, you yeah, went on red no, scare. Zizek, like if you
0: are in Brooklyn and want to hang out, like just come on our podcast. Okay? No, you well, we
2: should
1: just call in. Like what the fuck? We'll let you walk around with a pizza or hot dog or uh, <laughs> whatever it was from that video. We all love. Um, so we all we've all heard the horse paste. Uh, ivermectin. Marlo hasn't. Okay, oh, yeah, you I ha- have. damn it. What? what? What did your mom tell you or something?
0: No, no, I saw no. some memes.
1: Okay, oh yeah, fair enough. So, uh, infamously, people are taking ivermectin, which is a horse uh, veterinary dewormer, anti parasite paste uh, for COVID uh, because some right wingers said it's good. And of course, predictably, people are getting sick off of it. It's it's not preventing them from dying from COVID. Uh, Then, conversely, people are like, they're blocking the research about it. It's gone off out of the roof. How much horse pace people are buying? But I have seen some memes making fun of the horse pace people that I wanna address. I I wanna address. Um, There's nothing wrong with giving America's healthcare system some educated investment in veterinary medicine. Okay. I just want to put it out there. Fish tetracycline, almost identical. Look, if you were super desperate, (laughs) take the fish tetracycline antibiotic. It's still an antibiotic. Uh, Ivermectin, though, um, I I will admit I have some. Uh, Not to take internally because it is... uh, as a topical, it's good for certain skin conditions like rosacea, which you can buy at a premium prescription one percent from the pharmacy. Okay, I don't know or, what the
0: fuck Bonnie's point of this whole rant was, but I think it was to say
1: I got that some. you, you got should some.
2: In fact, take
0: No, you shouldn't
1: take it internally. But I just want to say that, oh like, you ah, should
2: spread it all over your body, it, and that, it'll
1: prevent
0: it that it, helps you. So I'm not kidding. This is like a fucking
1: well-established thing that, somebody because believes. it's like $300 to get the identical chemical in a different tube.
2: From Kim Kardashian. From,
1: from the pharmacy. Yeah. So um, this okay, is, so
3: but my dad is somebody,
1: it? my dad is somebody who did have, like I said, the fish tetracycline uh, as a backup in, you know, like, in case shit goes down kind of thing. Uh, but I'm I, not kidding. Like, literally, I have given it to people. I
0: have no idea what this insane bullshit is, and I disown all of it. <laughs> okay, so... Okay. If you
1: have an infection and you have... Access only to fucking fish antibiotics. Take the fucking fish antibiotics is what the fuck I'm actually saying right now.
2: I'm regretting
0: it's bringing this up. It's the
1: same thing. Okay, and I'm so i you
2: told me
0: to. <laughs> you I should go to a little palace with a clamshell
2: that opens and closes it, Periodically. No, I, uh, okay, so I've heard of tetracycling. The before. same way I
1: go to Canada and I buy shit that's over the counter there that you have to pay a premium to get prescribed here, it's the same fucking thing when we're talking about how it's being applied. You Using ivermectin internally for a virus like COVID doesn't, actually makes sense. But using for an actual parasite or a similar skin condition does make sense. Just like if you desperate you times a, can't get antibiotics from a doctor and you had Have
2: you had a parasite that you've
1: gotten out with Rosacea I, is a uh, rosacea, which is a skin condition I have is uh I will say the ivermectin is effective. I've had a flare up. I've taking a little bit of a... Put it on where I've had to flare up and it has reduce that, Clara. Have you Clara. put this
0: on your TikTok? Maybe she's bored no. with it. This is Maybe like, this is, because this is like a
1: very well established, like,
2: skincare is side big, thing. Uh, skincare is big on TikTok. To be
0: fair, that is also what uh, the crazy people would say about Iva Vectrin.
1: No, they're no, using they're it for a different it, application. They're, they're, they're not using it. They're taking right, it internally. Sure, they would
0: say that it's very well established.
1: No, they're taking it no ivermectin is is prescribed to human beings, but you have to pay like three hundred dollars in order to get that um, if I don't want to look like a fucking drunk Irish person <laughs> from a Ad from the early 20th century because okay. my rosacea is flared take up.
0: the uh the racism against the Irish people for me to admit this. I've agreed with you the entire time. Yeah. I've just been an asshole.
1: Yeah, I just, I, 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 I on it, there's nowhere else for no, me to like, like arguing, say this dumb shit. I'm, I, I honestly this, this am arguing, defending my father with the fist. This is arguing
0: with <laughs> my uh, mother about she's like, oh, generic drugs aren't as good and it's like, shut the fuck up.
1: Yeah, I am, uh, I don't know, there's also like a little bit of an impulse in me to be like, yeah, we're getting over on these people trying to fucking not give us access to healthcare and affordable medicines. (laughs) Uh, It's just that
0: Anyway, take horse cream for your work. Just
1: put it on your skin now. Don't put it inside. If
0: you have COVID, remember that horse cream is only a topical...
1: Topical only. Topical only.
0: 100% effective against COVID, though. Uh, so if you've only
1: got it on your face
2: <laughs> yeah yeah that's where you get it
1: yeah
0: yeah
2: so remember that
1: but also
0: if, and you, if have you have rosacea it, if in you your pore in your lungs i'm imagining uh, us, snort it.
2: i'm imagining us getting this removed for misinformation oh
0: yeah this is this is my goal yeah, okay
1: so yeah anyway, if, it's removed, for, uh, if it's gonna get
0: removed for uh long covid
1: it's gonna get removed removed I definitely want to double down on look if you have rosacea just try it like i got to be honest uh, uh, there's a million dumb uh rosacea suggestions on the internet the horse paste it does work um i have done it before i needed to take photos which is i always uh try out something like this if there's like a uh it sounds deadline. like a
0: like '90s sitcom plot where it's like the girl has like a zit, and so she takes some weird like veterinary medicine before glass yeah. pictures.
1: Well, it's like, oh, well, it's like if you had access to a dermatologist, which is a certain premium thing. It's not a regular doctor, and you had a big pimple, and you had an event. You could go and get a shot of cortisone, and it would reduce that pimple with. Within hours, right? If you can't do that, and you got a little more time than a few hours, pack a bunch of hydrocortisone on there uh, under a blister band-aid overnight. And it'll at least make it a little bit flatter. (laughs) I'm just saying, if you're going to hack things, at least make it make sense. It doesn't make sense to take a dewormer anti-parasite for a virus. Not the same enemy. Eat that
0: horse, cream, people.
3: Eat, eat, the, keep. Horse It'll eat keep the, the horse cream. Eat the
2: horse cream. Okay.
1: Are, we, are we doing Rock the Casper? Yeah, oh, yeah, okay, yeah, just to make making yeah. sure. Oh,
0: okay. <laughs> yeah, I didn't get yeah, yeah. I thought that was some shit off Shreve Donda. Sharif,
1: don't like get
2: Eat the horse cream. That doesn't sound eat anything like that. the horse cream.
0: Anyway.
1: Anyway. They
0: were the Sultans. The Sultans of horse go
1: cream. Go to your local <laughs> feed store. You know.
2: Uh, show a picture of your horse when you bought it.
1: Anyway, I guess I guess we're done.
2: Yeah. Good night. And good, good night. Play.